Today on CityCast Chicago, parents and kids rejoiced when the FDA approved the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds a little more than two weeks ago. And the city's top dog promised it wasn't going to be like a Hunger Games type situation to get an appointment. We talked to a reporter about how the city is delivering more than 100,000 doses and a mom who now has two fully vaxxed children and two kids who have gotten their first dose. It's Tuesday, November 16th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Here have been the options for kids to get vaccinated. Pharmacies, school-based events, community clinics, and some pediatricians. Chicago Tribune's Lisa Shanker has been covering the rollout. What are parents telling you about the availability of the vax? Was it available for parents who, who wanted it immediately? I think it was nothing like what we saw early in the year with, uh, you know, when seniors became eligible and they were spending hours a day online and had to wait, you know, weeks or even a month for an appointment. It was like they were trying to get, like, I was going to say, I didn't want to compare it and sound crass, but I was like, the only time I really see people waiting that line long for something is like concert tickets or, or gym shoes. But people were like hunting for the vaccine in the in the early days. Right. Yes. It was very challenging <laughs> to find a vaccine in the early days. Um, I think it, it's nothing like that now. What about parents choosing not to get their kids vaccinated? Have you have you heard from them and what are their reasons? The people who don't want to get their kids vaccinated uh right now are worried about the long-term effects of the vaccine. Um, I mean, the vaccine has been studied. It's been approved as safe by, you know, the FDA and the CDC. But um, but obviously, I mean, we nobody knows the one-year or the two-year effects of this vaccine on kids because it's just too new. And it was studied in clinical trials on about 3,000 kids. So a lot of kids, but not a big enough group to detect every possible rare side effect that might happen. And so I think parents who don't want it at this point are concerned about that. Some are taking a kind of a wait and see approach a lot, like a lot of adults did, where they just want to see how it plays out first. And then I think there are also parents who feel like kids generally don't get very sick from COVID. I mean, sometimes they do, but it's much rarer for kids than adults. And so they feel like their kids don't need the vaccine. They feel like if their kids get COVID, they'll be sick for a few days and get better. And they're not worried enough about it to get the vaccine. They didn't have the same level of concern as with seniors, for example. Right. Uh, of the parents and, and kids that you've talked to, is there a story or something they said that, that really struck you? Either, you know, they were really eager or, or they were very hesitant. I'm struck by how many of the kids are really eager for this vaccine. <laughs> um, you know, you don't think of children being excited to go get a shot, but I think the kids, especially the older kids, and when I say older in this group, I mean, you know, like the nine, the 10, the 11 year olds, they understand that this is um, kind of a life changing vaccine for them, depending on how careful their families have been. Um, you know, they're excited to see their friends again and be able to do things that were kind of normal before COVID. Um, and they've also seen everyone in their families in a lot of cases, except for them, get the vaccines and, you know, they're eager for their turns. And that's, that struck me that even, you know, some of the kids in this five to 11 group understand the importance of this and are actually 
excited for the shots. Are there any common side effects for kids? Because obviously adults had had a range of reactions to the shots. Sure. They found that the I mean, in the clinical trials, the side effects were mild or similar to the ones experienced by adults and the side effects that you'd experience for any vaccine for children. Um, the most common side effect was a sore arm. Um, I think some of the people who've been kind of hesitant about this vaccine are worried about uh, myocarditis, which is inflammation of the heart muscle. And that has been a rare side effect of the vaccine, generally in older boys and young men after the second dose. So like I'm looking right now at this document support that was part of like one of the supporting documents the FDA was looking at. And they're saying for men ages 16 to 19, there were about 16 cases of myocarditis per 100,000 doses after the second dose. They don't know what the rate, if anything, is of myocarditis in kids ages 5 to 11. But um, most of the people who are older who've developed that, it uh, they've recovered quickly, they've been okay. And I think that's part of what led the CDC to say there could be some risks here, but we think the benefits far outweigh the risks. Yeah. I read your coverage of upcoming Thanksgiving holiday and you reminded people that due to the timing of this rollout, that most kids won't get their second shot until weeks after Thanksgiving is over, potentially. Um, have parents told you that they're going to do holidays differently now that kids will will largely maybe even have their, their first dose of the vaccine? I talked to some parents who said, you know, we're just going to stay the course. We're going to have Thanksgiving alone again this year because our kids are not fully vaccinated um, and we don't want to expose them to other unvaccinated people. But then um, I talked to people who feel like this is a very different situation than last year in that at least all the adults at the gathering, in theory, will be vaccinated. And they feel like that gives their kids a little bit more protection as well, even if they're not fully vaccinated at this point. As I talked with parents and doctors about how people can uh, think about Thanksgiving and what to do, I think they emphasize that there are different levels of risk, um, no matter what you do. And part of it is just based on how much risk are you willing to tolerate. But the doctors that I spoke with said that it's still a good idea to talk with people ahead of time about whether everyone's on the same page in terms of like their precautions outside of Thanksgiving. Like, are you someone who's wearing a a mask regularly? Are you washing your hands? And they also pointed out that we should still be thinking about people who are immunocompromised um, and older even though everyone has, even though those people have access to booster shots at this point, the vaccines may not have worked as well for them. And so we still have to keep that in mind uh, as well as we gather. Lisa Shanker is a Tribune business reporter covering healthcare. Uh, I appreciate you making time for CityCast Chicago. Thank you. As a family, we loved going to movie theaters and we have not felt comfortable at all in the last year and a half. We've streamed more than you want to know, but we have not been in a movie theater and we went last weekend and it was great, except Eternals was not, but that's (laughs) for another day.
The Narciso family of South Suburban Palos Hills now have two vaccinated adults, Eugene and Gina, two vaccinated teenagers, Bella is 15, Mia is 13, and two half-vax kids, Chance is 11, and Indy is 8. If I'm being honest, they're also just an amazing family I miss being around since the pandemic started. Seriously, they throw the best birthday parties and holiday celebrations you've ever seen, and I got pictures. Uh, hello, my name is Bella Narciso. I am a sophomore student in, we live in Palos Park, so I'm a sophomore at Stag High School, and yeah, I got, I'm Gina's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Bella, when they first announced that your age group was eligible to be vaccinated, what was your response? I was laying in bed on my uh, Zoom class, and I was on my phone the whole time. I was refreshing the page over and over again. The feeling that I felt when I got my uh, the confirmation of the appointment and we printed it out and it was on paper, it was it felt relieving because I I knew that all of the the concerts and traveling you couldn't do that without a vaccine. What were the first things that you wanted to do when you were able to see your friends again? Uh, again, what was like the first things you wanted to do with them? The weekend we got vaccinated, and it was the, the two weeks after our second dose, we went to a Cubs game, and mm -hmm. it, was, it, was, it was surreal almost because you're not used to seeing thousands of people in one area, and I, I haven't seen more than 30 people in a room since March of 2020. Can I talk to Chance real quick before I finish up with you? What's up, Chance? It's good to see you. You want to introduce yourself for me? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, my name's Chance. Uh, uh, I go to Palos South Middle School, and I'm 11 years old. Chance, you just got your first dose of the vaccine. Were you excited? Uh, yes, and a little bit nervous. You were a little bit nervous? Why were you nervous? Well, uh, because side effects, and thankfully that hasn't happened, so... <laughs> Are you afraid of needles, by chance? I'm a little... I, I had to look away when they was giving me the vaccine. I just looked away. Yeah, I just looked down. <laughs> Change my passing the phone back to your mom real quick. Oh, yeah, sure. Thanks, my guy. So, Gina, were you ever at any point concerned about side effects or, or how this could impact children? Well, it, of course. So, uh, yes, but the benefits outweighed the, the, the cons. And so, yes, I thought about it. And even with the kids, there isn't a ton of information out there, but I'm okay with that because I just, I feel like, my God, the smartest people in our country have been working on this for a really, really long time, anticipating that someday this is going to happen. And so if I cannot put my faith in the smartest people who are trained for this moment, then who can I put my faith in? And so I just, I, cho I choose science and I stand by it. And I feel relief knowing that we're doing what we can do you have a sense now that kids are getting vaccinated? Like, are are their friends also getting vaccinated? Are you checking in with other parents? Like, now that it's available, is it, you know, because once vaccines got available for adults, we started looking at each other like, it's here now. There ain't no excuses. Now that it's available for kids, are those same side eyes happening at the, the parent teaching meetings? Our close group of friends, I think they've all been pretty um, diligent about getting the vaccine. But in general, I do think that there's still... It, it's still really split. I think a lot of parents are waiting to see, like let the first round of kids get them and then see if they feel comfortable doing it. And 
and to each their own. I mean, it 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 is a def. It's definitely a, a touchy subject. Why are you girls making because fun of me over no, there? I'm not, I'm not making, making fun, fun of, of you. you. I'm making fun of the people. Oh, the other parents in school. My teachers aren't even allowed to talk about it. My my English teacher was nervous to even tell us about him getting his booster shot, um, and not because he's worried that the students might feel differently about him, but more because the administration might think differently, which is really surprising to me because I, I never thought that the vaccine was going to be so controversial when I was getting it and when it was um, when the, the whole production, the process of creating it. I thought that people were going to be jumping on um, on the opportunity to get it. With Thanksgiving around the corner, how are you planning to handle uh, this holiday as you're, you're still almost, you know, across the goal line of fully vaccinated? I th- think somehow the mindset is staying with us. I mean, we're still going to keep it pretty small. And I think that the silver lining is that we've found the intimacy with that intimate connection that we have with smaller groups uh, was something that we really enjoyed. And so we are so much to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. Well, it goes without saying, I'm thankful to have y'all in my life. It, It means a lot. I can't wait to see y'all during this holiday season, either um, around Thanksgiving or before you all leave for for Christmas celebrations. Uh, it means a lot for y'all to join us on CityCast Chicago as a family uh, to give y'all's perspective on the vaccine rollout. It's been my pleasure. The Narciso family, thank y'all for joining CityCast. Thank you, Kobe. Thank you and we got to so tell you that if there's anything that we look forward to, it's being able to see you again in person. So we can't uh, wait yep. to have you over. Y'all my peoples. I love y'all. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Closing arguments took place yesterday in the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, the Illinois teen who shot three people, killing two during protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin last year. In a surprise move, the judge dismissed the misdemeanor weapons charge against Rittenhouse, which many legal experts believe will be the easiest for the prosecution to prove. Following day one of his termination hearings, embattled and problematic police union leader John Catanzara announced his plan to retire from the Chicago Police Department. And some more good news to get you through. Brave Space Alliance and Life is Work are hosting a trans day of remembrance, community town hall, lunch and vigil this Saturday in Kenwood as part of Trans Awareness Week. Check the show notes for more information. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Well, bye. Have a nice day. (laughs) Have a good one, Andy. Bye. That was so good.